Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> and welcome, welcome back to the Save Room Podcast with myself, Jason O'Donnell. And I hope everyone out there is keeping well and you're keeping safe. Now, I've got two shout outs. One, thank you to Joey Inside for recording the episode. Thank you so much, my friend. And the second one is a very big happy birthday to my friend, Brian Russo. Dude, I hope you have the best day in the world. Woo. And I'll be seeing you real soon. Happy now, birthday, Brian. There you go. And now my first two, well, not my first two guests, but my two guests today are writer and filmmaker Jordan Cronin. How are you, Jason? And we've got writer and actor Alex O'Brien. Hey, Ma, I'm on TV. There is. No She's going to be so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's tell you. She's not going to watch my stuff. This, she's not watched any of my stuff. <laughs> Has your mom ever actually watched any of your stuff? I don't show my mom the stuff. I okay, right. She she's seen it and she's just silently disapproving. If my parents knew what they were spending like three grand a year, on. <laughs> um, yeah, fair point. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember I left uh, one of my scripts on the kitchen table once overnight, and like my mom was gonna read it, but then my dad stopped her, saying, "That's Alex's." <laughs> I left a shot list out actually one time, you know, for Pizza Boy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like it was just a few shots. It was like saying a close up of Mickey. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mickey gets a headbutt. And my mom was like, Who's Mickey? Is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> who, who was Mickey in it again? I just did not, I, uh, you know, you just, you know, you don't make a film. I can't even go into it. I can't even explain it. Yeah. You weren't there for the production meetings. <laughs> you had production meetings? <laughs> not recently. Sure, what's it? I've one script written there, and I'm hoping to get it done next year. Mm. And like, I didn't even leave it out. I was just telling her I was writing. It. She's like, "What's it about?" And I was just like, "This is too dark to tell her anything." And I was mm. like, "Here's what you need to know, ma'am. In this script, it's not all rainbows and butterflies, so we'll leave it there." <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, like the movie we just did yesterday. My one is um is basically it's. Uh, you ever heard of Waiting for Gatto? I think so. It's like a play about two guys who are waiting for this guy to show up and he never does. But basically it's like, it's about a college student who's OD'd on pills in the men's room. And an angel called Matt Damon arrives to like talk him through the process of moving on. And like, basically, the do you know how I described that movie to my mom? Mm. It's just two guys talking about the stuff, just shooting the breeze. <laughs> I didn't even mention like the suicide, the angels. I didn't even bring up the men's room part because I knew even that would get a. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I this is whole... this isn't a visual medium. I just gave Jason a look there, like. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I got to look at the whole angel name Matt Damon thing, which is funny because there's a movie called Dogma where Matt Damon plays an angel called Loki. I want to say I never saw that movie. I wasn't inspired by that movie. Kevin Smith can't sue me, but yes, I it's totally saw it. one of the Jane Silent that. Bob movies. Mm. If you like Jane Silent Bob, that's one of the ones you got to watch. Yeah. No, no, I have seen it. I'm just like, I, I'm just saying, don't, don't sue me, Kevin. <laughs> I was um, inspired. Right, sure, look, a friend of mine made a movie called Dogma Boys. He basically said it was his love letter to um, Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith. Because a lot of the characters are named after characters from Tarantino movies or Kevin Smith movies. 
Look, let's how many fil- how many fan films have I made? Like, if I haven't gotten sued yet, I think we're grand. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, um, the, how many are we at now for Predator? Like almost three hundred thousand views. No, like I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger hasn't knocked on my door yet. No, uh, no Look offense. I mean, it's in a nice way possible. Do you have original ideas? Pizza Boy, the new one. I'm doing Pizza Boy now. You know that. Yeah, and he has occupational hazard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean Jack, which d- I was in. Yes, and co-wrote. Now I'm remembering. That's that's one thing I'm trying to do now, just more original yeah. content. I mean, the fan films are fun and everything. Do you know, like Jason, you know it's fun to play a Wilson Fisk, you know, a character yeah, people I are love familiar Wilson with. Wilson Fisk. I enjoy playing your um uh I wanna say lover, but um I like I like to think that uh Wilson Fisk and uh Wesley have a kind of uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers kind of relationship. <laughs> but I'm just he's, It's he's, a will they won't <laughs> He's doing all this evil shit and I'm just wanking in the corner thinking about him. Jesus that, Christ. <laughs> What? That was a scene of that in The Simpsons. The later... There was no scene of Smith... Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, season 33, they're on. Like, a lot of the Family Guy writers have crossed over, and trust me, it shows. There's a lot of, like... You do realize, like, there, that's, there's certain segments of that alone that have to be disregarded. <laughs> because I do have a younger audience. You just told me like 20 minutes ago, I can just say F and this and S and that. Yeah, I did say that. Okay, right. They can but listen to the, curses, not innuendos. <laughs> yeah, all it's right. Just like, there's enough. a certain line we don't cross. <laughs> all right. I apologize to the um, the, the young lads. Um, I want to say that's the worst thing they'll ever hear, but um, that's, that, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun like making fan films because yeah. like, you know, you're kind of making something that like, you know, as a filmmaker, you watch these kind of films and TV shows growing up and you want to make something like that. You know, making the Daredevil fan film, mm. it was kind of at the hype of season three of Daredevil, which was kind of the peak of the Daredevil fan base. And I kind of wanted to create something with my own kind of spin on it, you know, yeah. which was kind of, uh, I wanted to see, because like, like Daredevil is kind of an easy one to do, isn't he? Because he's a street level yeah, superhero like you know if you want to do a fan film of say someone like Superman or something like that would be difficult enough to do mm. like probably could be done but like you know I'm, but like I'm not the person to do it I mean but, you like, could do it so long as you make sure that the scene where he jumps off a roof is the very last scene because <laughs> you're not going to be able to use that actor anymore black every time he flies off you know because mm. like imagine the money you'd have to fork over for visual effects to do that alone. Uh, oh stuff. yeah no people people don't realize like how much work goes into simple shots like that yeah. I mean like we've done we me and Alex we've done spe- like visual effects kind of module last year uh, kind of an introduction to After Effects and even stuff like simple as like creating title sequences and uh, opening credits and all them like mm. You could you could be at those for weeks, honestly, and you'd still get it wrong. From like you need to learn like color palettes and like what kind of font goes with the tone of your film and everything. Mm. You know, like we don't remember Red Hood. Yes, the red another fan film. Um, the opening title for that it was red background, uh, like a dark red background and some smoke in the background. You know, and kind of a bold font for saying Red Hood, right? And the visual effects teacher, he asks, well, why is there smoke? I says, well, you know, it's an action movie. There's going to be, like, gunfire and everything. He's like, yes, but is there actually, like, smoke in the film? Like, well, there's, there's, there's gunshots, you know, there's little bits of smoke coming out of the guns, you know. And that's not good enough. There needs to be, like, a big smoke scene. Otherwise, why would you have smoke in the title? 
Yeah. I, he just seems like the type of guy who at the end of that Tarantino movie is like, there was no dogs in that film. <laughs> Name one dog in Reservoir Dogs. I'll wait. Well, fair enough. There's that. But there's no, there's like, no kind of, there's no feet in the title shot either. But Tarantino always includes it. Mm. But the first thing I noticed like when I was in the cinema watching uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I love that I was, movie. Oh my god, what a great film. But like, you know, the one where you're one from the ranch like has her feet up on the dashboard. Yeah. I was thinking, there's way too many shots of her feet. <laughs> like, you know? I think it's just the thing for him now. It's just like, do you know what? I think he's self-aware of it now. Yeah. The man yeah. knows what he likes. Uh, can we really blame him for that? No. He's not, not bad really. As, I mean, he's not bad as you know, Dan Schneider or anything. But like, Yeah. yeah it's like, look, it's just her throwing her feet up on the dashboard. It's just like, yeah, people are just saying it to me nonstop. So it's like, I might as well just own it. Yeah, you, gotta, like, you know, you got to like the celebrities who, you know, kind of laugh at them, who are able to laugh at themselves. You yeah. Know? Like, um, you Steven know, like... Seagal, that guy's got a real good sense of humor. <laughs> or even like, um, what's his name? Like, uh, John Cena. Like, he doesn't take himself too seriously. No. He's some man. Like, honestly, like, even like, you know, WWE, like they said, he had to have an Instagram account. He had to have some sort of social media presence. And then, you know, he's like, okay, but if we're, I'm doing social media, I'm posting what I want. And then he'll just post stuff that looks like it's from a Reddit shit posting page. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Now, actually, on the subject of John Cena, have you seen Peacemaker, the TV I show? I love Peacemaker. It, it is so there. I, I think I have like 90% of that soundtrack saved to my Spotify. Yeah. It's um, like... I just oh, love that story. Did you hear about how, you know... Wigwam, like their agent dropped them like a week before Peacemaker dropped. I mean, that guy, that's like the dude who says like, what what, what the hell is this Microsoft company? I, I don't want the shocks in that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it is inspiring to see like they were like Icelandic dudes or something. And they like yeah. had no following and now they're in like one of the best theme songs of all what time. What exactly were Wigwam dropped by their label? I don't know. I guess, I think it was their agent or something. He just dropped them week four saying like, lads, this isn't working out. Like, I know like this dude, Jimmy Gunn, is going to like use your song in his show, but like, what, 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 what is that? What, what, John Kenna? I, I, I don't know any of this stuff. Like, I, I'm from 1821. These words mean nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining, like, an agent, like, you know, like, you ever seen Entourage? Never. I'm just imagining, like, one of those agents, he's, like, you know, he's going around screaming and cussing, and there's, like, a dude from, like, 1840, like, he's on, like, the big, he's, he's just, like, using a te- one of those telegram things saying, like, you essing s stop. You will sign my client, David Schwimmer, stop. He was in Fiends. Stop. Oh, damn it. No, I meant friends. Friends. Go back, go back. <laughs> Where were we anyway? Like the whole like fan movie thing? Oh, we lost topic there. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we did kind of go off track. <laughs> Let's just give a number. Peacemaker out of 10. How do we all feel about it? 10 anyway for me. Jordan? I'm only giving it a 9. Because uh, it's nowhere I'm, it's nowhere I'm docking the 1. For is it Ezra Miller? No. No, it's the fact that, like, there wasn't even more episodes. Like, I, I agree, quality over quantity, but, like, you know, it just leave, left me wanting more. I wanted to see, like, do you know what? That That's one show that you didn't even need 
like that much action for it. It's just the chemistry between the cast was mm. like those. Oh, um, what was the two from Suicide Squad? Hardcore and uh, Economist. Economist. Yeah, them two. They were like side characters, like that only had like a couple minutes of screen time in the Suicide Squad. Like very forgetful. Like no, they they were good, but like they were very forgetful. Mm. Um, and then they're introduced. They're, they're introduced again in Peacemaker, and they're fa- they're fan favorites now. You know. Yeah. Like it's just. And that's all because of, like the chemistry they had with the other cast members. Like, you know that one scene uh, where they're all at the table, like, and John Cena's like listing off the names, you know, off the top of his head, like who they could have framed instead of his dad. Yeah, like that was one of the best scenes of the series, in my opinion. Just he just kept going on saying no different names, like Ellen DeGeneres, Harry Styles, like <laughs> going on about all these different names. And like, I think James Gunn said, like, he, John Cena actually improvised that all on the day. Like saying all these random names, mm. and like that—that that was the actual like cast reaction to it. It just goes to show, like, like, um, if you if you give a, a role to a guy who's a professional wrestler and he's able to and he's able to give it everything, then he's able to do his job really well. You should look at the Rock, and he's going to be playing. He's going to be playing Black Adam. Exactly, like, and Dave Bautista as well. Like, I mean, those yeah. like Dave Bautista, John Cena, and. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. There's three great examples of like yeah. wrestlers who made great actors. Yeah, and but yeah, Black Adam and like it's coming out now. And you know, I'm actually kind of worried about that film. I am as well a little bit, but do, I'll give do, it a chance. Do you know what? It's because it's always the films that like their their folk their main focus is like this is the star of our film. Like like this is their main focus. Like do you know because they're pushing like Dwayne the Rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson is playing uh, Black Adam mm. like. It's a cool idea, but like that's kind of their main marketing tool for it. Mm. And you know, as much as it is cool to see like Dwayne the Rock Johnson play Black Adam, you know, you have to have a good story with that, you know. And you know, like I, I'm not the type of person like to shit on DC or anything, you know. Yeah, I love the I love DC and everything, but they do have hit or miss projects, you know. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm I hope Black Adam isn't one of them because I would love to see the DC movies go further mm. with all these other characters and stuff like when I heard uh, Dr. Faith yeah that, that isn't one was, it that one was a bit is a bit interesting to me I like Pierce Morgan as Dr. Faith I was like okay I like Dr. Faith like, Pierce Morgan no sorry not Pierce Morgan Brosnan <laughs> Pierce, no. Brosnan, Pierce Morgan uh, that's a very different movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like yeah that'd like, be a controversial <laughs> even what's this the, mil- the villain is Meghan Markle because <laughs> she won't go out with him. <laughs> I'll only, the, I'll only go for it. Her henchman is a ginger lad called Harry. I'll only go for it if, like, they recast uh, Dark Side as and played by uh, Boris Johnson. Oh wow! <laughs> that but, um, like even I heard as well that um, uh, DC or Warner Brothers or whatever, it's one of the two of them. They're they have a new CEO, so those DC movies are getting a massive overhaul. Oh, yeah. No, they kind of want to have, like, a different kind of uh, production style. Like, they want to have, like, a Kevin Feige-style uh, person to oversee everything. And, uh, like, which isn't a bad idea. I mean, you kind of need I mean, someone. I want a Kevin Feige guy overseeing my life. Like, that guy is mm-hmm. just, that guy's just God. I mean, with the benefit of that. I was actually talking to a friend of mine. As a matter of fact, Brian, who I just wish happy birthday to. He was telling me that um, Kevin Feige was a camera's assistant assistant on the first X-Men movie. Mm. Wow. And that 
Joe, he knew that they were doing everything wrong, so he went from being an assistant to a consultant. So they turned to him if they were doing something right or they were doing something wrong. Like, and look at where he is now. Like, were they like giving him pointers, like saying like the ex like Wolverine wouldn't do that or something like or something like? That. He was basically he basically just told him what was wrong and what and what wasn't. That's always good to have a consultant yeah. on that, like you know. You see, and I think like even with Kevin Feige, he's doing something for Marvel fans, is like, and he's keeping it accurate. Because and consistency, like, which is like yeah. kind of like what DC was lacking, you know, like like the the films are good. A lot of the films are good on their own, but they wouldn't be like consistent mm. with each other. Yeah. Now I did enjoy Zack Snyder's Justice League oh, because yeah, no, that no. was such a. Remember, it was such a good comeback for a guy who had to take a break. I remember given when the that tragedy. Came, that remember that came out last year, and you know, I heard like it's gonna be four, uh, three hour, four hour film, was four it? hour, four, movie. four hour films, and. They said it was going to split into four parts, wasn't it? Six. Yeah. Six parts, sorry. And then I started saying like, okay, yeah, I'll just watch one or two parts a day. Do you know, like I probably won't sit down and watch the whole thing. I sat down and watched that whole thing because I couldn't, like, I couldn't stop watching it, you know. Like, yeah. I was expecting, you know, I think everyone was kind of expecting like this is going to be uh, just extended version or something with deleted scenes. But no, this was an entirely different film. I now get Save why Fitz. Ray Fisher was so pissed off. Like, he was like the main character in this version. Like That was the thing about, like, if you compare the two films, um, the first Justice League, um, the 2017 one. Um, yeah, done by Josh Whedon. Yeah, the Josh Whedon Justice League. Um, like, I think we should start calling him just Josh from now on. Like, he he doesn't deserve to get a, a, the weird name he has. But you see, there was so much cut out of it that the characters didn't, like, get their, get their moment. Like, like, yeah. like in... Compare it like with the Flash scenes, do you know, yeah, with like, Ezra Miller's Flash. In Zack Snyder's Justice League, he gets this amazing scene where like he breaks the, was it, the sound barrier and he's like pushing like the earth with him, do you know, and like he's like being able to turn back time to save everyone. Like, you know, he's having this big heroic moment and like, you know, it's kind of a big defined moment for him. And mm. then in Josh Whedon's version, he just pushes a car with one family in it, you know. Like in Josh Whedon's version, there's a scene like this is definitely not in the Snyder Cut where, um, you know, the bit where they're like, uh, Cyborg's dad is hostage and they're in like that underground plant yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a scene like the bit where he's uh, running around the hall and he like pushes Wonder Woman's sword to her. Yeah. Then they like collapse on the floor, but like Flash ends up with his head in her chest, basically. Mm. And, like, this was a scene, apparently, just from behind the scenes that Whedon really fought for and Gal Gadot just didn't want to do it because it's just a scene where a guy's head is in her boobs and he was all like, no, 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 no. It really serves, like, the narrative of the story. Like, this this is non-negotiable. Like, this is a real, like, this is, like, the point of no return for the story. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and in the actual movie, like, 2017 version that's not actually Gal Gadot that's her stunt double that actually did that bit because like she was just adamant she didn't want to do it and I can see why because like Josh Joss Whedon treated a lot of them like shit mm. Just, like he he told Gal Gadot to her face like I can make you look stupid and get away with it oh yeah no, so that, like that's not that's not something that and nobody wants to work with him now it's a you know going back to the topic of like making our own films and content right I remember I was working uh, on this music video with this lad and uh, I won't name any names, but um, basically like the idea for his music video, it was a house party, right? Yeah. This big uh, kind of Project X kind of house party, do you know? 
And uh, keep in mind now, I was the director, not the producer, right? Yeah. Um, and I was the camera operator as well. Um, and he said he'd organize everything, you know, like he got the house, you know, and he said, I got a few extras as well. I remember he, I told him, go post on, um, you know, the Irish Film Network, you know, you know, don't you, the Irish Film Network on Facebook. Yeah. And he said he only wanted to cast extras, like he wanted to cast, like, he wanted to cast attractive females, right? Like, all to, basically he wanted like models, right? And he wanted them to have like really high Instagram followers as well. Mm. Because he said that they can share it as well, do you know? But also he wanted them to work for free. And I bet you I have a good feeling I know who you're talking about. We'll talk about it after yeah. anyway. <laughs> but, um, I'm excited for this podcast to be over now because <laughs> we're going to be like, talking so much S. But yeah, um, th- yeah, this fella, like, oh my God. It, and I remember he worked on another music video. Um, and he was in a, in a particular scene with a girl, right? Mm. And... Uh, Basically, it was meant to be kind of like an embrace kind of scene, you know, that she was holding her and everything, you know, while he was singing. And um, basically, I remember the people uh, I was filming with um, when we were done um, early in the morning, right? Um, yeah, the, gr- the girl, like, um, she just basically like, left um, without saying goodbye or anything. Yeah. And um, I don't know, the way he was like talking about her afterward when we, we were all having a drink after and the way he was talking about it was just so... And, yeah. you know, that's one thing I can't stand, like, especially, like, working with... Um... Men. Oh, yeah. God, I hate men. Just... They suck. <laughs> yes. But, um... The boys, no, it just, though. It was, like... I've worked with another fella. Um, um, this one lad. Um, this fella, Smith OJ, right? Mm. Great lad to work with, right? Um, I remember I was doing uh, one music video with him. And... Uh, we were filming in this night, uh, nightclub bar, right? And you know, he he was nice enough. Now he was like, uh, make sure everyone was all right. He was getting people drinks and everything. You know, like you know, you do have your, but you do have your bad people. But then you have fellas like him. You know, who are sound enough. You know, like, yeah. Depends on who you work for, I suppose. Like, you know, yeah. What I'm trying to say is, don't be afraid to do music videos. Yeah, you will get some dickheads. <laughs> well, we never we like in a, in the film business, you never fall short of that. Uh, ever fall short of it. The one thing it I'm, is a real conduit for mental illness and um, rectums brought sentient. The sad reality is like there's there's a lot of like local like and like filmmakers and like domestic uh, domestic filmmakers in Ireland like and like a lot of them are so up, like on, have are on such a high horse and they think their they think their work is God's work and everything and. Like they they just have this kind of snobby way of looking at filmmaking, you know. Like mm. especially now when it comes to like uh, the kind of equipment you have and like uh, what kind of work you've done in the past and everything, mm. you know. Like and no one wants to work with you unless like you're like shooting on a red camera, which is like you know, not even most professional filmmakers have like that kind of camera, you know. Yeah. Now I'd say this, um, in all the time, like when I started acting again in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. From Mikey Casey to yourself mm. to Ian Brew to Sohela. Now, I was an extra in Sohela's movie interviewing Lance Masterson and I had her on the show when I kicked off season two. 
and I had her here with Adam Moyle, and I'm looking to get her again now and Simone Valentine because I was meant to do an episode with the two of them, but <laughs> Simone's son fell sick, so Hela fell sick, and I was just like, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. this is not good. But in saying that, don't, every time I've worked with any one of you, I've been shown nothing on every, only the greatest respect because they know the people that they have with them and they know that like they just want people that are that can do their job and not give shit. You it's tell like, anyone it, about the abuse, I'll kill you. What? You tell anyone about the abuse, I'll kill you. Daddy, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, I mean, like, no, I'll be honest now. I've never like paid like my actors or anything, mm. you know, and like, you know, and like, you know, but if I was ever given a budget for a film, of course I would pay the actors, you know, mm. like most of my own projects, they've been my own projects, you know, like Patchwork. And I you just want to like, point out this podcast is legally binding now because you just said that in front of a microphone. Yeah, I need to get it. I'm going to play this shit when you actually get a budget and you make a movie and you don't pay me. <laughs> I need to get because a like, I need to get a solicitor to approve this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, like, that's the thing. If you're, if someone's doing your project for free, um, whether they be an actor, camera operator, sound operator, um, or even letting you use a set or anything for free, yeah. like, the least you can do have a bit of decency. Say thank you. Like uh, mm. clean up after yourself, or, or like, if it's, you're using someone's set, clean up after yourself. Leave it as it was. Do you know, mm. uh, or like if the actors are coming like from out of country, at least pay for their transport. Like do you know, um, or you say like, out of the country, the, out, out of the county. Sorry, oh, okay, out of the county. Uh, if they're like if they're coming for the whole day, like I uh, say, like can I get you a lunch or anything? Can I get you some water or like coffee or anything? Do you know, yeah. even anything like that, and. If a place then you use their space as well, like, you know, like a cafe or anything, do not leave a mess there. Just, like, try bring a rubbish up or, like, throw out your rubbish or take your rubbish home or anything yeah. and all that, you know, because, like, you probably leave a mess if, like, because... Yeah, but guys, we're artists. We're, like, God's gift to humanity. Everything we touch turns to platinum gold. Unfortunately, there are people that do... S- I've, I've met do people. Think that, I've yeah. met people, yeah. like, Will we name names or is this no? Not, okay, fair enough. No. We we are not talking. Sh- we are not talking shit about anybody here. After no. the podcast, after the podcast. <laughs> no, like we don't, I mean, don't want to be. I, I, we no, I, I, like the thing is, we like, don't want to be calling out anybody. And no, 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 no. This causing any I'm, unnecessary. I'm kidding. I wasn't actually going. Oh, I know. Yeah, just, but like, I wasn't. This gonna, is like, not. This oh is my not god, the that's Tanya. Did you see what she was wearing? Oh my god, green and orange. WTF? I remember there. Um, this one fella I know. He's in our class, and he was telling me about this. Filmmaker, he was. He's a well-known filmmaker in Limerick. I won't name names, right? But and like, if the worst case scenario, I don't get to work on one of his films, so be it. I don't mm. care. Um, basically, like I remember, he worked. I think it was a production assistant, you know, like a mm. PA. And um, he went up to the to this director. Never met the director before, right? And he said, uh, "Oh, hello. Uh, my name is uh, John Doe, right?" And then the director just looked down his hand as he, you know, he was holding his hand from shake. It. The director looked down his hand. He's like, "Okay, so." As if the director was like saying, like, okay, so, and what are you to me? Like, what what are you going to do for me? Like, okay, just, um, I'm just going to mouth the word. What's it in? Say it again. Wait, lip it again. All right. That's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, it was him. Yeah, yeah. He, I found a way around us. <laughs> that wasn't picked up, was it? Perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just have to yeah. be sure. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. I do know what you're talking about. Have you I met him before? Yeah, yeah. We did. Um, Wait, no, 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 no! Don't say the film. I'm not yeah. saying the movie. I remember, like, the year above me, us was doing a movie, mm. and I just thought I might help out. 
Mm. I was there for the entire week, and it was like a murder mystery where there was like 30 people at at Monday, and by Friday there was just seven of us, including me, who didn't even have to be there. But I thought, you know, it's like midterm break. I don't have a... My schedule's pathetically open. I might as well get thing. And, like, this was one of these guys, like, like I was 18 at the time, mm-hmm. 18 and two months. Like, I, like I, I only started going out to pubs at, like, 17 and a half. Like, I didn't have much life experience. But even I knew this guy was a super-duper cocaine addict. Like, he was just going... <laughs> Just, just, he was, just, he could not stop touching his nose. Like, this was a guy, he was doing coke with On set? Like, he went to the bathroom a lot, but that was probably just because of the diabetes, but like. <laughs> you know what, there. He was doing cocaine with a funnel, like, you know what I mean? You know, um, speaking of, you know. I, I don't illegal. actually know if he has diabetes. I was just saying how he go to the toilet Speaking of sketchy shit on sets, right? Um, Ooh, so, dish. I think I've told you the story now, right? Dish, um, bish. So. Back in, I think it was uh, 2017, um, we were doing like the Spider-Man, f- the second Spider-Man fan film, right? Yeah. Um, with Corey. There's a scene in it where he's fighting two lads in Balaclavas, right? In an alleyway um, as Spider-Man. And um, anyway, we're, we were shooting the scene. Um, myself, Corey, and um, I forget who were the... I forget who were playing the lads in the Balaclavas. It was... I think... I don't, it doesn't was it matter. Thomas? No, I do Surprise! Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, but was it like just two random guys, probably. Um, but anyway, um, anyway, like we had Spider-Man, two lads in the balaclavas and hoodies and everything, you know. And um, we see one woman kind of looking at us, you know, looking at us very funny. And like you know, every time we're doing something like that, I make sure the camera is visible so people know we're filming something, you know, we're not mm. up to anything sketchy. Anyway, she kind of looks scared and she walks off. Right, about five minutes later, a guard car pulls down. Right. Oh. Oh, and I'm, st- and I'm just there. Let's the just pull off the balaclavas quickly, and I'll get the camera out. You know. Anyway, the 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 guard car pulls up. It, they weren't lads in uniforms, right? They were just the lads in hoodies and the vests, right? Yeah. And a German shepherd in the back, right? Oh. And uh, anyway, but no, it was grand. The guard oh. the guard pulled up and said, uh, "Lads, what are you up to?" And I'm like, "Oh no, we're just uh, making a short film." And I'm like, "What's it for?" It was like, "Oh, it's just a college assignment." Um, and they were like. Okay, well, uh, do you have uh, permits or anything? And I was like, Oh no, I don't, don't think we need one because we're filming out in public. And he's like, Yeah, you're probably right there. That's fair enough. Um, mm. But just so you know, like, uh, we did get a phone call about uh, lads in balaclavas uh, just outside. You do realize you're outside the GPO, right, in Limerick. <laughs> <laughs> we never even copped on to it. <laughs> we was never it around April. You it did was, it. it was... <laughs> Not even no, it was it was it was in a Dece- no, I think it was like around December. But yeah, we never even copped on. We were we were like we shouldn't have been laughing about it in front of the guards, but even the guards are kind of laughing. At it. Mm. And we were just saying like, uh, okay, no hassle. Uh, thanks for letting us know. Look, we'll we'll wrap up anyway. Like, um, yeah. we'll finish up here. We didn't realize. Sorry. We're like, it's no bar, lad. Just be careful next time. If we're doing anything film like that, just just call up the guard station and uh, give us a heads up beforehand. Yeah, you know, it's, so it's we know. better to do that anyway. No, yeah, I remember absolutely. working on a. Like I was working on it last year, and I think this is around June, July. Mm-hmm. But um, what happened was, I had to wear a balaclava and hold an M4 rifle because mm-hmm. I was an extra for this. Yeah, and it was in an apartment block. <laughs> okay. Sure, of course we never put up any signs saying that we were making a film, and we never went to the guards. So <laughs> honestly, like that was on us. Oh, and so the next thing anyway, the guards come down. One crowd mm. says, "Look, just." Put up signs, you'll be fine. 
One of them goes up to get the signs made. Then a second car comes down. And he looks and he looks at me and he goes, Can I see the gun? And I was like, Yep, because I wasn't getting arrested for anybody. Quick, quick question now, was it like was it like an airsoft gun or like a toy replica or something? It was an airsoft gun because okay, uh, yeah, yeah, like, you have to be careful with those. Like, mm. Yeah. Because like that's that's possession of an imitation firearm. Like yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was basically just like, yeah. Because the, the guy who was making the film was actually the lead role as well. And they basically mm. told him that, like, because he brought in those guns and they told him that they had to confiscate them. Did they? Yeah. Oh, wow. And I think really? he did. He to come back down and get them back. There was so much hassle over it. Like, but he did get them back? I, I Honestly, I don't know because I never asked him. Okay. But, um, like, you know, because he'd been trying to get this project off the ground for so long and, like, yeah. yeah. Do you know, like everything that could possibly go wrong in that moment went wrong. Yeah. Like for the simple fact, look, it was on us. We should have said something to the guards. We should have notified people that we were making a film. It could be because like we had people coming out of the building saying like, what the fuck is going on here? We never said anything. So it was just like, yeah, okay. We literally should have opened our mouths to these people to let them know what was going on. It is important. Like, yeah, like we, like we really should, like, I know we're all creative types, but it should, it should be why maybe we should just make friends with people who, are in the film business, but just have a solid head. They don't want to act or write. They just produce. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Because like, like we all have had some brain dead moments. Like Jordan, weren't you like twenty minutes away from bringing a sack of guns into the college that one time? When was this? Was this an LCFE or an LIT? LIT. Or? Like there was that movie we were making, and you were. It was like a World War Two thing. Oh, uh, hang on, I'll tell this now. Right? Um, so we had to do this uh, in our second year of LRT. We had to do this uh, group project. Mm. Um, the whole class, about uh, what was it, about twenty people, and it, yeah. we had twenty people in the group chat, right? And this one girl, she wrote uh, this kind of uh, war story, right, about a girl like she's going through the rubble of uh, like this war zone, and like she's a uh, like there's kind of soldiers like like she's avoiding the soldiers and everything, you know? Yeah, and. Uh, Anyway, that we were in the group chat talking about like, oh, what we do for costumes or props or anything. And I was like, you know, I, have, I have some, sh- I have some shit there, you know, like uh, old uh, like uh, airsoft gear, like uh, prop guns or anything. Anyway, I lay them all on my bed, right, and it looks like evidence from a school shooter uh, case. Yeah. Like you know, the airsoft, like. I- I, I might try. Fi- I might try that. I might try find kids. the photo after uh, and show you. But yeah, no, you just see that the the, the fucking airsoft vests, the uh, balaclavas, <laughs> the rifles on the bed. Tear gas. The, the, I didn't have any tear gas actually. <laughs> but, um, and then like the all this all this shit, and I re- I sent it to the group chat. That was when I realized like I I really look like a school shooter here. Like, mm. you know? And I was like, I made sure like to highlight like I got these props. Mm. These replicas, in case you want to use them. Yeah, you talk, and then like, we did. We didn't even make the movie no, at the end no, of the that's day. That's what COVID hit. <laughs> the movie was never made. Yeah. I still think we should have made my movie. It was about two guys called Chris Johnson and uh, Christopher James beating each other to death over who gets to be called CJ. Tell me that's see, not a for better those of movie. you that can't see Jason just took off his hat in respect. <laughs> it might not be respect. But it might be just <laughs> it's it's I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be called CJ. No, I want to be called CJ. And um, you know, good or bad, however you feel, it made you feel. Uh, oh, and that's... then the best part is that <laughs> at the at the end of the movie, like the whole thing is kind of like in cinema scope, 
And then just as he's about, like, crushing his neck, like, one of the CJ guys wins. And then it goes to, like, regular, like, just full screen again. Mm. And he sits down all, like, ah. And then the teacher comes in, like, class, we have a new student today, Christoph Jablonski. And he's, like, an eight-foot-tall Icelandic guy. And just, throw in that, and just throw in that quote from San Andreas. Oh, oh shit, here, here we, we go, go again. again. That is how I ended it. That's how I ended this. That was literally, I just... I saw that meme, and I was like, how can I make a movie around a meme? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's actually, It's actually a really good idea. Yeah. It really is. I, I don't want to tell you the amount of times like I've had a, a script just come born out of a, a meme I want to do in a oh. movie. Like, I'm writing this one. I've been doing it for, like, two years now. It's like, um, you, you've seen The Warriors, right? Yes, fantastic movie. Yeah, I was thinking, like, I was going to make a movie. It was like... The Warriors, but in Limerick and with us. It's about like four guys dodging gangs and assassins overnight because someone put a $10,000 contract on them on Snapchat. Damn. Well, they're, well, they're, like, well, they're trying to avoid like certain gangs, like you know, fucking people in the skate park. and The skate parks, yeah. And then like just go up the road. It was like, oh, no, Arthur's Key Teens. <laughs> um, I, I like one idea where I was going to cast, like, I was just thinking, like in my mind, I was thinking Dylan Shaw Kelly. Like he's, uh, it's like he comes in and he like starts attacking us because he doesn't recognize any of us because mm. we don't have our glasses in or something. Mm. And he's like, "Oh bollocks, Alex from the club." And There's one topic that I that we were actually that we mentioned before we started recording, and this is a very all jokes aside moment. Um, the whole situation with Ezra Miller. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically, let's just park my script because spoilies. And mm. also, uh, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, I was just looking on my phone there while Jordan was talking, and you'll never guess what just happened again. What? <laughs> uh, basically, Ezra Miller was in Hawaii, yeah? He was on bail from the second time he got arrested, and he went to the Kolokonahanas High School, and he took a bunch of padlocks locked the gym with about 20 kids inside, brought in a bow and arrow and said, F the Flash, I'm Green Arrow now, and just went off on everybody. Jesus. Like, what is his deal? Okay, technically that's the movie we need to talk about, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it is... Like, people have been cancelled for far less than getting arrested twice in a month. Like, yeah. But like, but I mean, it was an assault, wasn't it? Like, yeah, like he's literally going out of his way to hurt people, and no one knows why. I mean, no, the, I, I the could one be wrong thing... now. I could be wrong, and I feel like if I don't want to accuse him of anything now, but like, didn't like, did he? Did he like um, att- like assault a woman one time? Like he did. Uh, yeah, while that's he was video. Drunk, while he was drunk, yeah, he was in Reykjavik. I don't want to assume it now, but like, yeah, no, it was a video of him. It was like. It was like one of those things. Where this like, was a good while ago. Wasn't it starts. It? it was in twenty twenty. You know, he mm. starts off kind of jokey. He's like, da, da, da. "Yeah, I got my hand around." Oh yeah, the, yeah that like, was it. She put the hand on her neck. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh shit, this is not a joke. Like, get him off her." Like, mm. but you know, the I one mean, thing that really pisses me off about Ezra Miller, like, not the arrests, not the drinking, not the fact that he basically threatened to murder a couple. Mm. That guy dated. Zoe Kravitz. That guy. That was the person. Like, like, 
I know we don't have a chance, but Jesus Christ, that's the one thing that really pisses me off about and this whole she's thing. Play, and she plays Catwoman in the new Batman movie. Like She has a lot he, of connections to DC now. Her stepdad's like Jason Momoa. I still can't yeah. wrap my head around that. That's just there's, so, there's a lot like, more, that is insane. There's a lot more like, DC. I, I, I saw a TikTok of it. She has a lot more DC connections, but the one that stood out to me was like, Jason Momoa is her stepdad, and like she's playing like Batman's love interest, and like... I think yeah, as she did as a Miller at one point. Yeah, I think it is a, also weird to the say irony that irony to that is something that's yeah, which that they were dating like for, the DC connections alone. Like uh, no, but the weirdest part is like on top of everything else, she's actually reprising her role as Catwoman because she actually played Catwoman before in one of the greatest Batman movies ever made, the Lego Batman movie. She played Catwoman there. Yeah, she really? did. She has literally Jesus. one line. She's like, it's this bit start where like Billy D. Williams finally gets to play Two Face after thirty years, mm. and like he's all like, "Hey, baby, have you hacked into the security cameras?" Yes, and then like she's just on a laptop saying, "Meow, meow, meow, you're in." Meow, 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 <laughs> and that's this. That's her one. She has one line in the whole movie, and it's that. Mm. But back to uh, Ezra Miller. Like, yeah. Oh you know, yeah. I, th- I think the thing about it, like the drunken public thing. Who cares? Honestly. Yeah, it's assaulting people. Come on, come on! Like, I mean, it, I was just saying that they're like compared to uh, Barry Keoghan. Yeah, he was in the news. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I was saying to Alex, like saying like um, someone is like saying like, uh, oh my god, did you hear what Barry Keoghan did? It was like, oh my god, what did he do? He's like, he got drunk in public. Oh yeah, what did he do? Yeah, he that's really- it. He got drunk in public. It's like, so the controversial topic, Barry Keoghan was on the sesh. Yeah, do you know like how? different is he from other young lads in Ireland like going yeah, out I'm like do you know what do you know, here's the I thing I think American websites make websites make a bigger deal out of it if you're an Irish actor but when you look at it over here it's just like it's an everyday thing do you know what the, do you know what I think the difference was yeah Ezra Miller like he boxed a lad you know like probably yeah. hit someone and then like Barry Keoghan probably just went up to someone random fella and goes you're, you're my best friend now you know you're, you, I love you man you're my best friend like just yeah. does whatever you like do you know, yeah, but yeah, what you said, like the American media, just like, you know, because like, I suppose like being, being drunk in public in America is a lot different to like being drunk oh, in public yeah. in Ireland. Mm. Do you know, like, do you know, like um, in, dr- being drunk in public in America, like there, it's a, it could be like a nuisance, it could be a bit embarrassing. Being drunk in public in Ireland, they're saying like, uh, sure, sure, that's the priest. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she'd be grand for mass tomorrow. Like, you know. <laughs> I just so also want to point out right now, sorry, to, I didn't mean to interrupt Rock you. Away. I just want to point out that Ezra Miller identifies by they, them pronouns, so we're all getting cancelled. Whoops. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Well, we could just retract our statements and apologize in that regard because, we, look, yeah. honestly, we didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. But they should not have done what they did. Well, they shouldn't have fucking boxed someone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like there's no... Well, they have assault charges. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they look good in the prison mugshot. Hmm. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's worse ones. Yeah. In terms of celebrity mugshots, like. But, like, some you wouldn't know what's going on with Ezra Miller. You don't mm. know whether or not. I think that applies to, like, most celebrities, though. Like, yeah. I, I think we're seeing a lot now lately. Like, celebrities kind of, like, losing their cool. I hope and, like, Jared Leto goes away. I just don't care for him at this point. So, like, Jared, here's the thing with Jared Leto, and refute me if you like. He's a good actor. 
it's just a lot of the roles he's given was were not suited to him. And sometimes it's down to how he's directed as an actor and how the mm, script I, is written. I, I haven't seen a lot of his movies now. Like I haven't mm. seen like House of Gucci or Morbius recently. But like I think some of the stories come out about if they're true, like they're a bit ridiculous on his part. Yeah. Like like the I I don't know if you heard about one of Morbius where like you know he's like he's he basically had to be carried to the bathroom between takes because he refused to break the character like being crippled and everything. Do you know? Yeah, the method acting thing goes too far. You ever notice how when it comes to method acting, no one ever method acts as a nice person. <laughs> no one ever goes well, like I think that's actually Mads Mikkelsen's big issue is just like there's, he sees no point to it you just act I mean, I yeah, mean, a lot I mean, of people some... have been coming out lately saying method acting is just bullshit I mean there's some cases now where method acting can like work I mean like like I, I don't know I can't name any examples off the top of my head but you know there's kind of method acting where it's like an actor might like if they have to play like a, I don't know, a bus driver they might shadow a bus driver or like be with a mm. bus driver for like, like a week research, or two like know. yeah uh, research in the role but like they'd also like like hover over that that would be kind of method acting as well you mm. know like, like you, you learn about the role like being like in the shoes of that person you know like like it's not like method acting isn't like I'm playing a cr- like the Joker, so I'm going to send like Margot Robbie a used condom, like you know. Yeah, that's that. That is just that's not that's just weird. Like, what kind of reaction are you trying to get? You're just upsetting. It does your sound like a sex crime. Like, I, I, no, no, it probably is. But like, mm. like uh, yeah, why even bother going that far? It's just like you you go in, you do your job, you don't take the pit, you don't take the piss with it. Exactly. The only times like you 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 should be like going that extremes for roles, like you know, like like some people who are like. The only times you should be going extremes for roles is like stuff like shaving your head or like, you know, mm. like trying to like gain weight, lose weight for a role. Like those are extremes for a role you should do not. I mean, like if you're a character who's doing an accent that's not yours, mm. I could I could see you doing it sort no. of. Bet- Sorry, Alex. Uh, speaking of the whole weight thing, um, I'd say most of the actors for the for the MCU the amount of pressure they must put in themselves just to oh, keep yeah. just Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. They'll all tell you now. Appearance. Like, I mean, like, now, I've, I've, I've been getting into fitness, like, for the past few years now, right? Yeah. And, like, like, they'll all say the same thing. The stuff that they do for, like, MCU actors, DC actors and all them, like, people who get ripped for the roles, it's not realistic. Like, the routines they do. Like, I mean, they're getting paid to go to the gym. Anyone would go to the gym if they were getting paid for, mm. like... And like the diets they're on for, like they're only on those diets for a few months or a year or something, you know. Like yeah. and like strict diets, like you couldn't live on the diets they're on, like and they're on these expensive supplements and everything and mm. like the the like and uh, who's um, like Hugh Jackman had a thing where like when he's doing a shirtless scene, he like dehydrates. doesn't yeah he doesn't drink mm. for like two days or something so you can actually see the abs and all that uh, actors do do that now like whenever they have like a sex scene coming up they'll like dehydrate themselves just so they'll have the fucking abs uh, the the popped abs like oh uh, that's something I'd never be able to do no, uh, no if I have ever a sex scene in one of your movies I'm gaining weight for that <laughs> like <laughs> I can just see Joey laughing in the back <laughs> Let's just, let's keep it real, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm drinking right up until you say action. Like when you say action, I'm throwing away the Heineken. <laughs> Speaking of drinking on set, yeah. Okay, I, remember, I only did that one that's time. Not, that's not encouraged. No, I remember. I remember that one time we were filming the Punisher fan film, 
and like we were filming in in a I shouldn't I sound so unprofessional when I used to talk about this story. It was just uh, we I told um there was a scene where like Dylan playing the Punisher is having a pint. Yeah. Um and I said, Oh like one of you go grab a pint. I think I told you to go get the pint. You and, may have, yes. And anyway, I think you you were pretty much the production assistant on that one, right? And you keep coming back with a pint. But Alice also comes back with a pint for himself. Then I was just saying like what are you doing? You're, you're, you're working kind of a pint. And like, Alex was like, eh, sure. well, I was at the bar. So like, and then I was like, David Ryan then was like, well, fuck, I'm getting a cider. Like, <laughs> And then mm. he's there with the boom pole, like with a bottle of Bulmers there. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm getting the again. <laughs> like, yeah, because so we're like, all just there kind of having a pint of drinking, like a film it. And <laughs> That's the thing, like, you know, and I find it in a lot of cases, if you're, le- if you're leading something and you, and you do something else, it's just that whole lead by example thing. If you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to be a trendsetter, at least. You know, I got a drink and suddenly we're all drinking. Like, <laughs> it's nice to set the tone. You know where, what I mean? Where were we before all of this? The MCU uh, actors and their The diet. MCU and Ezra Miller. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I got pulled on this critique mm-hmm. um, by my cousins. Like, oh, you have this thing of like talking to a crowd that's not there and it's only you two. But okay. I do have to say this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know up until now that Ezra Miller went by there. I do apologize. I do apologize for everything yeah, I else I said in advance, but honestly, I didn't know. I will refer to Ezra Miller by his preferred pronouns. Well, now we know. Well, yeah. now we know. Like you, you don't know unless you're told. I'm exactly. Not gonna, I, I, there was a bit of me. I remembered <laughs> as we were talking about um, as I like Kravitz and all that. I was like, wait, isn't isn't they isn't they queer? And then I was like, oh, they bollocks. And I just was trying to find the moment to say it. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't like look, I wasn't that's like the, that's setting the way you learn. That's the way you learn. Like, yeah, you know? I wasn't like, like I wasn't like sitting here looking you guys clock up the he's and the his's and the he's like just saying. Yeah, but like it wasn't down to disrespect. It was just we genuinely didn't know. Yeah, I mean so, it's it is a thing. Like I remember um, you ever see that clip where RuPaul was on Jimmy Fallon and like Jimmy oh, Fallon? Yeah. <laughs> you see, have you seen it, Jason? Where uh, I haven't actually. It's like a bit funny. where. Um, Jimmy Fallon, he's like bringing up a magazine RuPaul was in and was like talking about how he's like a, a drag queen. And she goes, a drag queen. And you just see the light, like his soul left his body because he's like, he's got I canceled. had a good run. Like I had a good couple years hosting <laughs> the Tonight Show. I was like, I am a drag king. And then like he brought it up the next week, like saying, yeah, I seriously thought I was going to get canceled there. Jesus mm. Christ. But um, like RuPaul is very funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, there was one time they were on the Muppets, and uh, the uh, it was on the Muppets TV show, and like uh, they were just teaming up with the Swedish Chef, yeah, you know? mm. and like they both like the, the Swedish Chef was kind of doing <laughs> for those of you that see him doing the finger thing that RuPaul in fair, does. <laughs> in fairness to RuPaul, like that, like the career. Oh yeah. Oh passed. yeah. No, I just love. Like, you don't even realize how far they've gone, like back. Yeah. You know, like, like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, and I, like, like, I've seen Paris is burning. Like from like that era, like it was mm. like not a lot of people who were from there are still around. Like, mm. unfortunately, mm. like the, again, as I was saying, like you know, Back to the Future, Terminator, Karate Kid. But then there's just you know, yeah. Yeah, I, but in, but, I, I'm not going to say, yeah. That's yeah, grand, but like, as I said, fair play to RuPaul because yeah. like, to have that long running career and lead up to now and still be that big, mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest achievements in life. Like, I just love the SNL monologue there. It was like saying, um, 
I came to New York in the 1980s with a high heels and a dream. There was drugs, pimps, seedy nightclubs, but it wasn't all good. <laughs> it was actually bad stuff too. <laughs> um, I mean, I just say like, you do romanticize, like, I mean, yeah. from what I've just based on Taxi Driver, like, New York in that day, like, there were porno theaters in Times Square where Hard Rock Cafe is right now, like... Yeah. Like, they've turned a corner, at least. Speaking of strip clubs and porn, right? Go on. <laughs> okay, let's, you know, let's going to leave that for another moment. <laughs> no, 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 I, I just found out. Do you, do you know Hooters in America? Yeah. yeah. There used to be one in Belfast. Really? And it used to be upstairs uh, above a pub, apparently. But the locals protested it. and uh, Decency it, it, standards. It, basically, it, it didn't get shut down by the protesters, but basically business wasn't good and it shut down. Mm. But someone tried to open their uh, Hooters in Ireland, in Belfast um, at the time. I think th- uh, this was like, or I think it was early 2000, I heard. Um, it was opening and uh, yeah, yeah it, uh, you had the protesters coming in like, with kids, like, and all, like, coming in with signs saying, we don't want them here, like, and... Down with this sort of thing. They, uh, down with this sort of thing, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just well, imagining an episode of The Young Offenders where the two lads are, like, on a trek from Cork to Belfast to get to Hooters. No, I'm just imagining, like, all the all the local lads coming in, like, saying, yeah, down with this sort of thing. Where's the door? Where's the door? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been a wild one in terms of entertainment. And a wild one in terms of like that whole Ezra Miller thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Can we have you have you already talked about the slap on the podcast before? I only mean to like you know double the up the, the slap. The slap. I've mentioned it on a home episode. Mm. Okay. But, um, I didn't want to like clog up the air. Like no, I know no, no, it's no, been no. talked um, about enough. That's like, a, I was going to bring that up actually. Just when I was saying like how like a lot of you see a lot of celebrities now losing their cool and like Will Smith. That's not the only thing they're losing. Don't. <laughs> That, no, like I think, was, yeah, Will Smith is. You know, in like, one way I feel bad for him. In another way, do, it's yeah. just like you know, it's something that he shouldn't have done. I feel, I feel bad for both. So it's like it it's, is watch heart, it. Like, yeah. Honestly, like we'll see what happened to the two of them. It's like seeing your two friends get into a, a scrap and falling out. You know, like I yeah. mean, on the one side, now you do feel bad for Chris Rock. He was a bit embarrassed, like you know. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, like you kind of feel bad for Will Smith as well because, like, he—I I don't think—I think his pun- his sanctions are a bit too much, you know. Like with the whole, like, um, I mean, some of his films are getting like he could still get, you could still win the Oscar. He just can't come to the thing. I think he, yeah, I think he just took it the wrong way. Do you know, mm. just like, like you know, he, he should have like after at the after party, just like you know, just everyone's. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying something original. Like everyone's saying, you know, he should have just. Tapped him on the shoulder at the after party, saying like, uh, "Oh yeah, a great set, man. Just, just uh, the thing about Jada, you know, like she, she has a disease. You know, it's not in her control for her hair. You know, mm. like just, just, just know that for next time. You know, yeah. like, it's, I, it's all good. You probably yeah, Will Smith do... definitely should have come up from behind Chris Rock. <laughs> no, like, but like, and that's true as well. That's like, it was a situation that could have been handled a whole lot better. Yeah. It is, but you know, it's like, you know, I suppose emotions like, do in, take over. Yeah. In all honesty, like. Did you guys even know what G.I. Jane was until a month ago? Because I'd never heard of it. It was a movie it. in the 90s with Demi Moore. Like, I'd yeah. never heard of it before this. Like, yeah. I yeah. feel like I'm the only guy, like, I keep asking people, you heard G.I. Jane? Like, I, yes, I, I did see G.I. Jane. Honestly, no, when I woke up and I heard that joke then, like, on Facebook, um, I was thinking, like, is that G.I. Joe, like, pun or something, you know? Like, because, like, mm. you know, the G.I. Joes, they had the shaved heads and, like, you know. Yeah. And, 
I was thinking like, is that was that the joke? But here was like even on that, the whole situation was so bad that it overshadowed everyone else's success that night. Yeah, I mean Samuel L. Jackson got his first Oc- his first Oscar, and it was a lifetime achievement award yeah. for all the work he put in. I mean, to be fair, he got that on the Tuesday afternoon before the event. Like, yeah, but still, yeah. I mean, yeah, it know? is like a lot of people worked and toiled and worked hard, and like the only thing, like of the last five years, people are going to yeah. be talking about. Like, do you remember? Do you remember when the worst thing that happened at the Oscars was someone read out the wrong name? <laughs> Oh yeah, but people laugh. Back, look back at that and laugh. With those yeah. but like that—that that actually... kind of thing. That what happened to Will Smith was kind of sad in a way because you know I think I could be wrong now. Um, but on the same night, wasn't there? Uh, wasn't there like a, a deaf or blind actress that won an Oscar? I think something? deaf. Yeah, for Coda, a deaf actress won, and it was the first. Was it the first person with disability to win an Oscar, or was um... it the first deaf person? to I think someone in a wheelchair. Is anyway, I'm not, it was a, it was a first kind of moment, right? Yeah. But unfortunately, that was overshadowed by what happened with Will Smith. Yeah. Know? And you know that that and that was in a, a, a there was two historic moments that happened that night. But then the one that no the one that will always be remembered, remembered is, the, is the slap that Chris Rock received from to, Will Smith. Like, to be fair, like there have actually I did look it up. There have actually been worse, more appalling instances. Like there was the time that. Um, Marlon Brando won for The Godfather. Uh, do you guys know about this? No, um, go on. He won for The Godfather playing The Godfather. Yeah. And he he wasn't there on the night, and he sent this a woman with a long name that I don't remember who came up to talk about he refused this award because of uh, what's happening with Native Americans and how, you know, like, to this day, they still have been denied was rightfully theirs and all that. Mm. And people were straight up booing this woman. Like, they would not let her speak. Like, apparently John Wayne was actually going to storm the stage as well. And people, security was there on the night to hold him back from actually, like, going off on this woman. Like, like that is, like, that's much, like, that puts things slightly, like, again, the Chris Rock slap is bad, but... We're getting better. Like, we're not booing women for just speaking about appalling human rights violations. Like, yeah, but like, no, no. When it comes to human rights violations, anyway, no one should be booed. No one, like, I mean, look at. I know it's a bad thing to say, but like, it was a different time back then. People had very strong, like, kind of conservative. Very strong opinions. But you couldn't you speak look... your mind. You couldn't speak your mind about things that were, like, obviously wrong back then, you know? Yeah. But it, when you look at it now, it's just like. You have an open platform. You have that open platform, and you can use that to be not even not not constructive, but like be able to be able to speak and you open can have a, few a conversation. Minds to what to do. You can yeah. have a conversation. Yeah, you can definitely have a conversation about it. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about like looking back. If we were looking back in a few years, I like, can see in that Will Smith thing that that'll be remembered. Yeah, I just realized. I th- I think I was talking about it again. I was thinking like, that would be on like. Would that be something that would be on reading in the years and ten years? Oh time? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, more than likely, because. <laughs> I, do you know what? I, I'm, you, yeah, uh, my parents, they love reading in the years, right? Mm, they love same. looking back and stuff. And I was thinking like, oh, how could you enjoy that? Like, that's not even that good. Then they played reading in the years. I think it was for like 2010 or something. Yeah. Or 2011. Because 2012. I, and I was, said... Or 2012. And like, I was actually like properly watching. I was saying, oh, jeez, I remember. Jeez, I remember that. Mm. I was thinking like, you know, I think like we're just built to just love nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I never thought I'd be actually. I can't like, see myself 
seeing 2020 through nostalgic eyes but that's what I was going to say like imagine like watching really in the years and a few years and like watching the stuff that happened in 2020 10 years from now I'd be like oh yeah that Black Panther guy he died there yeah that was sad the like, dad was actually heartbreaking I cried yeah, like a solid did, week after yeah. he died me and my dad actually bonded over I that I saw he was the like, worst kind of Marvel fans when he died like you know as soon as he died like, oh yeah know, they like, went after Elizabeth Olsen because she didn't jump to Twitter to no, say I'm sorry not even that no like it's, but that was bad. But like, it's the kind of people like as soon as like Chadwick Boseman died, that you'd have the people like, what does this mean for Black Panther two? Like, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Do you know? Like, and like saying like a Black Panther two theories based on uh, Chadwick Boseman's death. I was saying, will you let the lad get in the ground first before like mm. even like talk about it? like what's going to happen to his career and everything? Yeah, like too many. Like there was a lot of us that were kind of like taken up with his death. Yeah, mm. because but, like, but the he last was forty two, forty three. And like he, he powered did. through the but whole you, thing. Like some, I had no idea he was dealing with that. Like the he, entire he didn't make time he was Black he. Panther, he was dealing with cancer. Like there's not a frame of footage that he's not fighting. Yeah, that illness. Yeah. Like, like that was the thing. Like he never said. Like he knew himself. He never said anything to anyone. I think his 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 family and his uh, his agent knew, but they didn't want anyone else knowing outside of that. Yeah, but like, like they, every a lot of people thought that um. When when they saw him, that thing that he was losing weight for something yeah, else. I yeah, saw that. I saw. Yeah, he looked I, that does not very age. gaunt. Yeah. I remember, yeah, seeing the photos of him when he was looking super thin, and people were saying like, uh, they were uh, this kind of like meme and like the thin Chadwick Moseman. But yeah, then they were you calling looking him back at it now, we're like, oh my god. Like, yeah, you know. like there's I saw a guy that. that I watched called uh, Tyron Magnus. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, and he was look. He was looking at how thin Chadwick Boseman was before he died. And he was like, he was like, dude, I hope you're okay. And wow. because he'd been reading out this whole thing. And then when it came out, he was just like, I fucking knew it. Yeah. Wow. Like I saw the, uh, did you see that Spike Lee movie, The Five Bloods? I think it's called. Yeah. I seen the first couple of minutes of it, never finished it. All right. It's a good movie. It's like, um, like five Vietnam veterans are like going back to find the gold they buried and also find the remains of their captain played by Jawick Bozeman. Yeah. Like it's almost a tribute. Like obviously. Yeah. No one knew at the time, but the fact that like he's all in flashback for the first part, and he's all like, you know, again, he doesn't look, he looks thin, like mm. it's like real inspire. Like they just straight up say he that was the greatest soldier who ever lived. Like it's almost a tribute. His last piece of retroactively, media, his last piece of media was the What If series for Marvel, wasn't it? Yeah, that is a weird. But he had a great performance of that. Now he's oh definitely. His, yeah. In my opinion, now his episode, his first episode with the. His Guardians of the Galaxy episode was the best. Yeah, Again, I almost, that's the only one I'd actually be watching. Like the whole episode was basically just how he is such a good man. If he just got out there, he ch- like he turned Thanos into just a lad who had this crazy business idea to kill half the universe. Mm-hmm. Like he sounds like some guy trying to sell this microwaves out of the trunk of his car, saying, "No, no, no, no. See, it's different because it's random and <laughs> fair." <laughs> just the fact that like. He's just such a good man in the episode and the way he like goes out in the universe and just makes a positive, just helps everybody. It kind of makes you like worry for other actors and like people, like famous people, because like you never know when they're going to go. Yeah. And you don't realize how old some of your favorite actors and like actors you like yeah. are. Because do you know, well, like I, I remember some people like they keep bringing it up and I'm like, why are they keep bringing this up? How old, you know, Sam Elliott is. Yeah. Mm. You know, Sam Elliott, like. I, I, he's he's a great actor. Like he's some man. You know, he's a funny lad and everything. But like, I, I don't know, he's in his like seventies or eighties now. Like somewhere 
somewhere in that, yeah. I mean, shit, Clint like, Eastwood is 90 right now. He's still Eastwood, making yeah, movies. Yeah. yeah. He's a good director, him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I, love, I like his films, yeah. I remember I saw that movie uh, based on John Mulaney's review, The Mule, I think it was. I it was heard of, I've never watched it. I heard about what it. What it is, yeah. basically, it's a, it's a superhero movie for the elderly <laughs> because this guy is a 90-year-old drug mule who has two separate threesomes in the movie <laughs> that he directed himself. Jesus. Like, that's, that's a... That's basically James Bond for nonagenarians. You've seen Grand Torino, haven't you? Yeah. That oh, was, yeah, that's that class. That was such a good movie. I watched that. I watched that when I was like nine or ten. It was on RT for the big, big movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I remember sitting down watching that. I was like, I, I asked my dad what certain words meant. Yeah. And I was like, uh, just don't say that word. Yeah. <laughs> it's very educational in the worst possible way. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't even it. know he, Asians Clint had Eastwood slurs. Has some, like, the best, Clint Eastwood has some of the best faces. He just sees his new neighbors new, moving in, and he's just there with the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was like, I don't agree with it, but, like, it's a mood. Like, like Clint Eastwood, in a way, is kind of like Joe Pesci. They're good actors, but, yeah. you, can't, but you can't take them seriously. Yeah. No. I mean... He's, I, I can't see Clint Eastwood playing like a cobbler. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you pay for... It's like Dwayne Johnson. You pay for the actor, not the person. Like, like I know Tom Cruise has a different name in the Mission Impossible movies, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just Tom Cruise. Ian Hunt. Really? Yeah. His name's Ethan. Ethan Hunt? Was, yeah, Ethan e- Hunt. E- I thought it was Ian Hunt. No, Ethan. Ethan Hunt. Oh, that was Ian. Yeah. Oh, okay. you said Ian. But I thought yeah. you said Ethan. No, I, I thought it was Ian. Time. Okay, we're going to end everything there because it's like seven minutes past two now. Okay, okay so fair just enough. to clarify, it was Ethan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, at least we learned something today. <laughs> but before I do end the episode, I just want to say this to everybody that's listening. Um, I know that there are going to be very big instances in your life and you're going to be struggling a lot with whatever's in your head. And I do my best to advocate for mental health where I can and I'm going to take this opportunity to do it more now. And, you know, ever since I started this podcast, it's been great for me mentally. And, you know, the, the guests that I've had on, the, the home episodes that I've been able to do, like, and the people that have gotten something from it and, and enjoy it. You know, it's something that really means a lot to me and it means a lot to everybody else when I'm putting it out there like and I'm doing it to help and I want to make sure that my intentions are good on that one and like you know I'll I'll lose myself on the path or whatever but I'll always try and bring myself back and in the last couple of days where I've just been like a depressing shit and I'll say that here and now and I won't kind of steer away from it it's just you can have your issues in life and there's no way you're going to, you can't outrun them. Sometimes you just have to stand there and face them because you've no other choice. But once you have it done, then you're through the worst of it. You'll be able to say, look, okay, this is what happened. I got through it. And just be, and look, just because you've made some shitty mistakes in your life and you've done some questionable fucking things, you are not a bad person. You were just in a bad mindset. But, the one thing I'd encourage you not to do is just say, look, I'm, so, but don't keep using it as an excuse to get away with a lot of the bad shit that you did. Just say, look, I did this. I'm not proud of it. I'm trying to be better. And if you are trying to be better, then good for you. Seriously. 
and it doesn't it doesn't matter what color it doesn't matter your color your creed your your race your religious backgrounds just as long as you know that you're trying because we're all running the same race and we're jumping through the same hoops no one should be tripping anybody else up we're all trying to get we're all trying to get by in this world and we just want to say to ourselves look we're in a I'm, we're in a better place because of who we were before and who we are now so with that said I just want everybody out there to live the best lives that they have and live to their heart's content. Love love the people around you. Find someone that you're going to love or just fall in love with life itself. It's going to mean a lot. It's going to mean a lot to you in the end and it's going to mean a lot to the people that you surround yourself with. And as long as they give you that posi- and as long as they give you that positive energy and you're able to give that back then you shouldn't have to worry about anything else. Even though like yeah, you're going to have your worries, but you shouldn't have to worry because you you're going to have people out there that are going to have your back, you'll have theirs in return. And it, and it is a two-way and it is a two-way system, but if you ever need to step back and just say, "Look, I need my time to myself." Okay, do that. And the people that love you the most will understand. Alex. Uh sorry, I know you're wrapping up, but I just wanted to bring it back to Ezra Miller for a second. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he, go on. He may not be he may not be my flash, Grant. Yeah, he may Gust, not be. Grant Gustin is. And Grant I, Gustin is a good I just flash. wanted to say something that the Flash said once I think really resonates with what you're saying. Go on. Life's a marathon, not a sprint. There you go. And uh, I'll just leave here saying, yeah, Jason, you're right. Uh, enjoy life, you know. And uh, if you really enjoy life, make sure you let the guards know that you're using guns so they don't get the armed forces on you and shoot you. Let them know that you're using prop guns. <laughs> That's the, Use that's protection. The best, that's the, if you take away anything from this podcast, just just let the guards know. Yeah. That's all I can say. Let the guards know you have guns. Yes, <laughs> prop, indeed. Prop guns. <laughs> all right. So I've been Jason O'Donnell. My guests have been Jordan and Alex. This has been the Save Room Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for having us, Jason. No uh, bother cheers, at all, man. lads. See you on the flip side, lads. Peace out. Talk to you.